Happy Saturday, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Crow's Nest. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me, as always, is Thomas Ware III and Dr. Kevin Crow. Today, we have a special in-studio guest, Darrell Cooper, from the Apache Tribe of Oklahoma Business Committee, here to talk shop. Thank you so much for coming in today, Darrell. Yeah, I want to thank, thank both of you guys for inviting me. Um, it's been a long time coming. Me and Thomas yeah. been, he's been trying to get me on here for a while and, you know, I'm with my workload and school is kind of, kind of hard getting in here. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. We understand how it is because we have both worked for tribes and we understand the craziness of tribal politics, but it is actually good to get a, a tribal politics view on uh, kind of some of the stuff that we talk about on the crow's nest because we mostly deal with you know federal politics maybe state politics local stuff like that but that's a you know that's another layer of politics that we haven't really gotten to delve into as much now um and we had talked about this before uh and and we we talked about how tribes are kind of the perfect, perfect democratic size. size. Yeah, the, and know, why why is that? Well, I mean, the idea is that you know even the Greeks and the Romans thought that the ideal you would have to either know people directly or by reputation, and that puts it at about five thousand. And then people have done other studies to see how far you could get it and still be fairly active as a republic. And, and the numbers, the high numbers, get about three hundred fifty thousand to be the max. And if you think about it. You know, your largest tribe would be Cherokee, which is about, it's about right, about 300,000, 300. I'm not for sure, but I think that's about right. Yeah, that it's, yeah, it should be somewhere around three, Somewhere, somewhere yeah. around yeah. Navajos are next. Yeah. 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 And so that'd be the largest. And then you, th- you f- think how most tribes, around 5,000. Well, and I, I know the them. Pawnees, we just hit 4,000, yeah. like last year. And so... Uh, uh, you know, it, but but here's the thing too, Indians. We have we have another layer of government that we no. have to deal with and that we have to contend with. And we're always talking about how important it is for people to get involved and vote. Please vote. You know, and your local elections are the ones where you make the most impact. However, how do we motivate our tribal members? How do we how do we motivate Indians to vote when we can't even get a lot of them to even show up to vote in their own tribal elections or to make a quarum to even hold <laughs> yeah. their meetings? Yeah, yeah. you could put like an example with the Apache tribe. Um, we probably have one of the lowest quorums um, out of the KCA or WCD. We for a legal quorum for the tribe is 50, 50 members. Wow. But so the way that this business committee kind of legally ha- had a quorum and. It's having to feed feed our tribal members. If if you feed your tribal members and they're gonna they're gonna come just for that meal, it doesn't matter what what what's on the agenda. Indians. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you feed, they will come. Yeah. That is true. And, and take three plates home. <laughs> yeah. So so for to get the uh the Indians to go out there and vote in in maybe white politics and they might have to feed. <laughs> now do you I, well, no, but remember that's what churches do at potlucks they have oh, that's yeah. when they get everybody there yeah. so that, it's the same thing yeah so. that is true what, so but, i want to know about the apaches like you know one of the problems with like my tribe the kiowas is that there's such a big population of us outside of the area so there's a lot there's a whole group of kiowas that live in oklahoma city a whole group of kiowas that live in tulsa a whole group of kiowas that live in lawton and you know what i mean they're we're, we're really spread out. And part of the problem with that, having a quorum, is these these outdated constitutions and laws that we're going by. You have to be there in person. Nobody wants to go to Carnegie. I'm sorry. 
Unless I'm going to get a show dog, I don't want to go to Carnegie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to go spend. Theater, you're yes, the only redeeming quality. <laughs> I don't want to go spend my whole day in Carnegie to vote on some stuff that ain't even going to get done anyway. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, why can't we? Why can't we update these things to where we can we can video conference in or have you know have s- certain polling places like you know where Jesse Sweetock's office is at and all the Lawton and then all the Lawton Kiowas can go meet there and and they can video conference in. Why is that so hard? I don't know because in, for Pawnees, you have to join a private group on Vimeo. You have to get permission. Like you have to fill out a, an application, an application to be able to access Pawnee Nation uh, meetings. And not only that, they're they're not in real time. So I don't know that they're not editing these videos. Mm, yeah. I don't know that they're posting You'll the whole thing. You have to do like people who go on 60 Minutes do. They always say, give me a drink. And then that way you can see if the water's going up or down to see if they've edited it. Uh, you <laughs> know what? See? Now I'm going to always look for that. What I really notice about about stuff like that are the, the signers, the people yeah. who translate for, for, for the deaf. Because a lot now, I don't know everything about sign language. I did take some classes, and I feel like I I could I know yeah. what, I know what things mean, you know. And some of those sign language people, I'm like, did he just say pizza? Because that's what that looked like to me. It's like I don't think. And and so I I went to um, Matt Reynolds, yeah, yeah, who who teaches ASL at USAO, and I was like, he said, oh yeah, there's a there's a lot of those people who are not fluent in sign language who actually try to translate, <laughs> like and like hurricane warnings and things like that's that. Terrible. They don't even know. And, and but but that's how I feel with my own politics. I feel like that translation. They could be telling me anything oh and yeah for people who don't know any better or who are not local or who are not completely involved in that how do you even begin to decipher what's true and what's not we got to find whistleblowers that's what we got to find that's the whole thing people that are willing to to be able to talk about the tribe and what's actually going on and and have protection from those repercussions. But well, let's look at the federal whistleblower yeah. um, stuff. I mean, how how has that worked? That that's not even that hasn't really protected anybody. No. In fact, what it has done is work to expose, further expose the whistleblowers and further expose them to to dangerous repercussions of coming forward. Well, then you end up with stuff like the Patriot Act. You know, Citizens what I mean? United, yeah. things like that. Yeah, and. Corporations are people too, my friend. You know, I, I just, uh, I will never, ever, ever forgive him for that. <laughs> Not ever, Mitt Romney. You'll never, ever be forgiven. But um, for that. Uh, <laughs> but, but so, so what, how, what do we do to protect whistleblowers? I mean, even on a federal level, because you know, on a tribal level, that would scare me to death. That, and that's, that's where the smaller, that's where the smaller population to me works against whistleblowers is because it is so small. And when you're talking about tribes, you're talking about a large portion of your own family. Well, and see, that's the one thing that you could turn to your advantage, though, too. If people, if you could convince people that, if you would emphasize the word tribe over politics, because I think there might be some who might get involved, 
But when they heard the word politics, they think federal politics, whatever, whatever. And of course, it so automatically negative, turns the down. negative connotation that's associated that's with right. the word politics. But if you if you em- emphasize the tribal part first, that could be an advantage. I know when I teach, you've been in those classes when I when I'll have people fill out something and then somebody will will be like Wichita or whatever, and I'll say, oh, do you know so and so? And they do. Uh-huh. So the thing is, <laughs> you know, the thing is. If you know, I mean, if you can find out what tribe they are, at least around here, at least with Plains tribes, and you say, do you know so-and-so, the answer is almost always yes. And these can be people from different generations. So they already know, people already interact. Well, you can do that with Darko, not even just tribes. If you know somebody from Darko, you can say, oh, do you well, know, and just throw a name out there. And if we <laughs> emphasize, you know, if, we, if, if you emphasize that point, that, look, you're already involved over the word government, because government starts bringing a different... Indians, it, Indians hate it, the government. You shut yeah. down, it shuts down right <laughs> off the bat. And so I think if, if, if we emphasize, hey, this is tribal affairs, you know, that then that might get more people interested or feel like I can be a part. That makes sense. You know, that would be something. I mean, that goes into, I mean, it's, it's kind of like what we talk about with optics and how it looks from the outside, that kind of thing. And so, you know, word association is a big thing. Like today, just today, I went and screenshotted uh, the definition to democratic socialist yeah. and, and put it on my page because every, I guess, conservative-leaning person that I've come across, as soon as you say, and even some liberal people, as soon as you say something about democratic socialists, they automatically think Lenin. You know what I mean? They they think these these communist countries, and it's a completely different thing. Oh yeah, words all have code meanings that that have can be negative or positive, and the other side is never even aware that that has a pl- positive or negative. You think of words like heritage, that's going to mean one thing to like you know a southerner, but then it has something else to mean to different people. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, so and and some it can be positive, some it can be negative, mm. and the thing is, something may have a horrible negative connotation. And the person who's using it is not aware of that. Because of the regional, that's because right, of the regionality that's a of, positive the, of the language. Word. Why would anybody have a problem with that, you know, and not, not understanding that? We like to call that socially tone deaf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, okay. I so didn't know it was bad things... to call a black man a monkey. Well, like, that's oh, a little different. Anyway, you know, <laughs> let's see. Oh, it's a baby gorilla, my bad. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that that was offensive. Like, come on, man, really? You're in Oklahoma, of there's course a, you did. There's a certain point that that, yeah. that ignorance argument goes out the door. Like, no, but, no. but like I said, I think like I said with words like, but like I said heritage or using the word tribal over government. I mean, you know, some people just don't think, well, government have a b- bad connotation, but people don't know. But, it Indian, does. but to Indians, oh, yeah. it's to a lot like, of people, it does. You can't even wear, like, whenever I was working in prevention and they, they wanted to enforce a dress code, I said, look, if y'all want me to go in there in slacks and a, and a tie and all that, these kids aren't going to talk to me. They're yeah. not, they're, yeah. they see me and they're going to automatically think the time You're they the went man. to court or whenever somebody got their kids taken away or somebody went to jail or whatever it is, it's a negative connotation. I said, let me go in there in, in sweats and a t-shirt mm-hmm. and, or in jeans and whatever, you know what I mean? Let me wear my hat to the side a little bit because I guarantee you those kids are going to respect me more going in there dressing the way that I would naturally. Being you. Yeah, because they understood that. I wasn't just some some guy coming in. I, I that's some of the first thing I'll tell them when yeah. I'm working in Indian communities. I'm like, hey, I'm from Darko, <laughs> and that right there. And, and everyone's like, oh, so you're it, it. Yeah, it gives you <laughs> it gives you a level of credibility within Indian communities. They're like, oh, damn, all right. Well, you understand what kind of what we're going through then, 
And yeah, because they, they, they can they can relate better oh, to yeah. that because that's where me and Thomas first met. I was working at Rise Outreach Specialist, and I had that mm-hmm. same that same mentality of because I would go talk to the Riverside boys, the mm-hmm. the the high the high risk people, and if and you gotta think that they're sitting here with people dressed up every single day, having some type of power figure or author, mm-hmm. authoritative figure, they're not gonna open up to you. So. My, my thing was I'm, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna dress just like how I do normally. Uh, you know, forget the the white collar mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking once you can relate to these kids, man, they'll open up to you. They'll they trust you. And as Indian people, you know, it's hard it's hard to get these ki- these kids to trust you just because of everybody's backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, and if you don't know, Rise is the uh, Wichita Suicide Prevention uh, mm-hmm. Program, and so we we kind of ran in the same fields because I was doing substance abuse prevention and and starting to get into a little bit of suicide prevention whenever he was working for Rise. So you know, those are those are the kind of circles that we've all ran in. You know, Kelly was more the environmental side of of tribal stuff, and and you know maybe some NAGPRA. 106 TCNS type of stuff. Uh, I know y'all don't know what any of that means, but <laughs> anyway. All the boring start, yeah, stuff. Start yeah. speaking in alphabet. I mean, you know. All those acronyms yeah. that, that all these <laughs> well, government agencies have. But that's mm. a great point, too, is because, I mean, not just Indian kids. Indians, we have a problem oh, trusting. Yeah. We have an inherent mistrust of anybody, absolutely everybody and everything anybody because with of a that suit. historical trauma. Go to Step and Fetch with a suit on and see how they look at you. I have. <laughs> yeah. That's what I Because, you know, like, oh, somebody checking warrants. Yeah. Like, are you going to court, Kelly? Are you going to court? Did you just come from court? Did somebody die or somebody yeah. get married? Are you going to be all right? <laughs> And that's how that's how I completely I completely feel that because you know my my age I'm 27 and all my all my I'm in this position and Anna Darko they haven't really seen a young person take that initiative so even for me it's a huge it's a huge learning experience being in tribal politics because I look at all my friends and they can dress this way that way that way and mold it and then here goes me you know you know you, you have all this education behind you you're a professional and now you have to dress like one you know and it's that white yeah. mentality of you know, and well, it's all I, about I, knowing the situation yeah, too. You yeah, know? And, that's, and that's what I always say. Like, you know, be if I'm at if I'm at the does it mean like what I wear is is that does that define what I what I know? I mean, if I'm well, it you definitely think about it. it definitely um, to me and as a woman here uh, to me the clothes the clothes do make a difference when you're when you're in a professional setting yeah, when and you're when you're when, you know what i mean like when that. you're doing stuff like that but but you have to you have to make sure especially when you're dealing with these with kids and things like that just mm-hmm. like the other day well I mean, think I about just, this like okay you know obama from being you know the presidential suit and the lapel pin and all that one of the most enduring pictures, like the the most the picture that endeared people to Obama the most was the picture of him drinking a beer at the Cubs game with a t shirt on. Yeah. That's the kind of optics, you know, that it's gonna it's Jimmy gonna Carter make you more re- yeah. yeah. It's gonna make you more relatable yeah. by being in plain clothes. Yeah, there is a, a lot of times that you're gonna need to be in a suit and need to be that formal dress, but mm-hmm. that's just knowing the yeah. difference, right? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that it kind of scared me when Doctor Crow came in with uh, street clothes on. <laughs> <that one day. laughs> he had like jeans. I was, I was like, like oh, he's got jeans on. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I always say at work: I have to dress professionally because I can't act it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but okay, so so let's talk about this. This because this is this is something really interesting because we never ever have like a this is the first time we've ever had an actual serving politician yeah. 
or you know a, a public servant in in on the crow's nest so be being 27 what motivated you at that age to get involved because we need younger people we need mm-hmm. people in their 20s and educated people mm-hmm. so so what motivated you to take that leap and say you know even though x y and z what whatever the naysayers say even though all of this i'm still going to take the leap of faith forward to serve my people yeah. Where did that come from? That would be definitely because um, when I was growing up, I grew up in Thunderbird, you know, right there, right uh, right in back of the Apache tribe. So I was there 24-7, walked down the street. So once, so growing up, we, we had all kinds of clothing vouchers and the Silver Buffalo was open and all that. Then out of nowhere, boom, just like that, it's closed down. So all that was taken, taken away. And I could have been like every other single tribal tribal member. You know, well, that's just a tribe. It's the norm. But what I would say is like, well, I'm about to go to college. And I'm gonna help 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 out my tribe. So, long story short, went off and get my got my business degree from University of Haskell. Played football, and it wasn't not it was not until my sophomore year of school, and going over all the statistics, going over the norms of, then just wanting to break that break the cycles. And that's it feels like I, I I love being different. You know, I love being different. I want to be. And then when I because you think inter- tribal politics, some old retired um, person, and it's like that's the norm for us. So it's like through, through this whole process, it's I want to break that cycle. And now there's actually a lot more younger, the younger population reaching out to me and like, hey, like you know, you're doing awesome things. It makes me want to get get involved. But it's wanting to actually make a change and like knowing like where your heart your heart is. And to me, I wanted to sit here and be an athletic trainer growing up. And just like that, I was like, man, I want, I want to be here for my people, and that's how I got here. To and it, it and it's hard, and but it's going back to why you first started it in the first place. Well, and let's look at let's look at this. Let's let's extend that to just the statewide politics. We've got like uh, my friend uh, Alexandra Scott. She is the youngest person to ever be elected to the Norman City Council, and she's actually running to take. Oh, what's the rep? He's a Republican here in Congressional District Four. I can't remember his name right off the bat, but um, but he's he's out of Norman, and so but but you know what I'm noticing and what I really think that we need more of we need more young people to get involved at this level on the local level because what I'm seeing and I don't know if you're noticing this on that tribal level level as as an actively serving a uh, business committee member but i feel like our tribes have become this really microcosm a, a reflection of how the federal government is like consolidating power and and making these arbitrary overstepping things. boundaries and, and, and yes and and i see that more with the older elected mm-hmm. officials because they're more stuck in their ways and they're, they're not seeing that Technology is changing. Times are yeah. changing, and and you need people in there, or at least be willing to hire people. The voting pool is changing. To, to, yeah, absolutely. That's why so, we're seeing all these younger people get involved from the squad on you know the federal level or whatever. To just like what we're talking about right here with Darrell, with Jesse Sweetock, with Matt Robertson, with all these young guys that are you know my age and younger, and getting into politics and and making a difference. You know we. It, we've been behind the times for long enough. You know, we like to 
say that we had a you know a hundred year they had a hundred year head start on us the those eastern tribes because they were already assimilated yes. way before yes. we were they were we're, owning slaves we, were, we yeah. were still running around on the plains yeah you know? we were we were still on the plains you know a hundred years ago and so. you can see that you, you can see how the um eastern tribes how well they're doing and because they had that head start and the western tribes you know we own up to you know kca you know we're we're wild you know we're wild down here you go to all these tribal meetings and they'll tell you you know um what tribe are you from kca one of those two, one of those three tribes, and they'll be like a, a government official or something. They're like, dang, you okay, know, like, dang, like, y'all, y'all <laughs> wild. Y'all was, and, 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 like when you tell people you're from Darko, oh, yeah, it's oh, the yeah. same reaction. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's always funny to me too. Is to be be a be a Dodge Bay, be be an Indian woman from Darko, and go tell other Indians you're from Darko. Now, when other Indians yeah. think that Darko's rugged, considering that like some of them are from the Res, like some of them are from Pine Ridge, and like yeah. mm, Darko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, don't bring your guns to dodge, but ooh. but but you know that. But that's something that that I'm noticing. It and there's there's like a lot of our older tribal politicians. We have a lot of a lot of older state representatives too who just refuse to give up and 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 let somebody else take the reins for for whatever reason. But you know another thing too with the changes in some of the court cases that are coming back. There's two things. One thing if the changes of the court cases, that changes the dynamics. So what Indian politics can be is far different than what it has been. But the other thing that's changing besides that is and I still say this in the future, you know, if you look at the federal budget and all this, I still think you, it cannot be sustained. I mean, in other words, the level of federal government involvement cannot be maintained. I mean, as the bills come due and all that, and I think things will devolve to local entities. And so I think tribes in the future will be more important than they are now. Yeah, I was I wasn't say that because we I was just now at the um like last week I was at the tribal leader um. Consultation over the Indian Gaming Compact, yeah. and the way that tribes are are their movement right now is like connect connecting Oklahoma, and they're doing a super free they're doing a super freaking good job with what they're doing, and they're picturing how tribal governments are actually helping local governments, non Indians specifically oh, yeah. because the economy boost that these yeah. tribes are giving their communities is well, crazy, and in the long run. Plains tribes could be in a better position than the eastern tribes because yeah. the eastern tribes will be in the same, they'll be in this same rut that they've been in. I mean, in other words, it'll be the, they'll think of the politics the way it always has been. Whereas things have changed. It's like after, if you think of after World War II, you know, the old, some of the, the old European industries that were still there, but some places have been bombed out and they had to restart. And it was the ones that are starting new that take off and everything. And so, Actually, in the future, you know, the the possibilities may shift more towards the Plains, Plains tribes having more innovation. You know, not stuck in that same way that they've been doing business for 100 years because they haven't done business for 100 years. Right. Mm -hmm. so, that, so, that, so that there is this possibility in their advantage. But I think that's going to take, it's going to take what we talked about earlier. It's going to take a lot of trust from the older generation and, and understanding that, and, and my best friend is about to, is, is running for Fort Sill Apache Business Committee. And so I love that we've, we're getting these, these younger people in because the person that she's running against has been in, has been in office for decades. 
And 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 hey, I I I get that you want to serve. A, you know, you want people to serve a while because you want people to see beyond that four years. Yeah. No, very few tribal politicians ever, or politicians in general look past their own term. Nobody, nobody plans like the Japanese 50 yeah, years yeah, in advance. Yeah. None of us, not the tribes, not none of us. And so, you know, we, we got to have that trust from the older generation and not get, not continue that whole thing. Well, this is the way that we've always done it. Yeah. Kind of and 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 just shut everything off, shut off progress, because there's no trust in the younger generation for whatever reason. And, then, and I get it, yeah. I get it, I totally and then, get it. And then that's what I I encounter a lot of it, you know. Um, and what I always go back to is I'm like, do growing up my whole life, uh, the elders always said, go out get your education and come back and help the tribe. So now now that younger people are starting to do that yeah they'll go like in the past younger people go off and get an education and then the, the norm was you're not coming back to your hometown when i first went told everybody i'm you know gonna come back help my tribe and uh, they say why yeah they said they said <laughs> why would you do that like why would you go off and get your education and why you can come back to anadarko why are you gonna help your tribe out mm. things aren't gonna change and, well, um, the problem is a lot of the old guard doesn't want to hire the educated, the young people back. Amen. Those, none of the people in charge want to hire people that's smarter than them. Oh, and no. the bad part is that a lot of the people in charge are dumb as shit. Yeah. So. And then that's and, what. And, <laughs> yeah, and, well, and get in because they have a large, large family, and and it's be, it's because of their their family. It's not because of their experience or their education. And that's one of the things that I try to push for in the Pawnee Nation is, you know requirements the president of the united states has has to be a certain age they have to be yeah. you know live yeah. there a certain time you know what i mean so why wouldn't our and, tribes put in some kind and, of and, of rules like that in order to run yeah and that's what i always I always tell them at the last general council i spelled it out i said that if you have not been in politics if you have not been in government then everybody is new to this and i was like and the only way you're going to grow is through experience, you know? And then that's what one thing that a lot of my tribal members do say is that, you know, he's young, he's educated, but we're glad he started out so young because my mind's not made up. I can mold into what type of leader I want to be, you know, take a little bit of of this, take a little bit of that. And a lot of it is learned through experience and I'm getting getting direct experience right now. And what, what else? And that's why I always tell people, I was like, well, it, it's a blessing in disguise right now working for the Apache tribe because we're not, we're not, super economically developed right now there's all those but that's how i'm getting the experience is going through this right now and then in the long run i was like okay i already encountered this problem this is how we're going to fix it so i mean i got a long-term plan and i'm hoping my tribal members see that so that's excellent i hope that long-term plan includes solar Okay, because the the tribes that the the tribe around here that's going to invest in solar energy mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. provide solar mm -hmm. energy for their housing and different things like that. I'm telling you, I'm telling mm -hmm. you, I'm telling you. Especially and I've been saying with, it since I was in Anadarko. the fourth grade. <laughs> Especially with the Anadarko electric electric prices that are yeah. keep soaring up yeah. by the city. So I the mean, Anadarko electric like Anadarko municipality is just ridiculous. The electric, the all of that. I mean, the the prices that it, there's no reason that people in Oklahoma City should be paying cheaper electricity prices than Anadarko. Oh, I pay way. We pay way cheaper electric oh, yeah. prices here in Chickasha than they do in Anadarko. I can't imagine what my electric bill would be in Anadarko, either commercially or private, or oh, for my yeah. residents. You That'd know, been, yeah. 
So, yes, a great discussion indeed. And you know what? I didn't even get to ask you about nuking hurricanes today, Dr. Crow. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted... Bu- buying, buying Greenland might be a better move. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, we, oh, as soon as we heard man. that, I was like, I, oh, man, we got to ask Dr. Crow. It's beginning, <laughs> like, I, I used to be able to tell the onion by the headlines. <laughs> I can't even, like, regular, like, regular news stations are having these headlines. I'm like, there's no way he actually, oh, wait, that's Channel 4. <laughs> are we and, and you know a lot of especially our 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 conservative news media here in Oklahoma is wholly dedicated to 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 Trump and to making sure everybody gets every word that he says and everything that he does and I was just like I kind of thought that too I was like there's no way that he said that oh MSNBC's reporting it okay you know like and not 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 that I believe everything that comes off of there either but Yikes! That uh, <laughs> yikes! That's all. That's all I'm going to say on yeah. that. So. But you remember, having said that, you remember a few years ago there was this move in this state to build a large wall to keep the tornadoes. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, and that's God. just as crazy. I mean, how big a wall would you need to keep the tornadoes Again, out? Again, so, conservatives. Uh, Those are your conservative people. Not mine. That's, that's, your, not, that's your people, Doctor Crow. No, that's not my people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. This was a lively episode of The Crow's Nest for sure. Be sure to catch us back here every Sunday at noon central time for more uh, positive political discourse. We had a great conversation this time. If you miss any of the uh, past episodes of The Crow's Nest, be sure to get those on our podcast tab, and you can access that directly from our Talk Jive homepage. Yeah, or you can look at wherever you get podcast and just search talk jive yes indeed uh our special guest today darrell cooper with the apache tribe of oklahoma business council thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us today on the crow's nest please come back for sunday social to where we can really get into it and uh, and talk a little bit more about the kind of plans that you have for your tribal people i'm kelly j lewis with dr kevin crow and thomas Ware the third thank you so much and we'll catch you back here next saturday at noon central have a great weekend everyone everyone.